Welcome to Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life, The Feminine Rising. My name is Julie Paulston. I am your host, and I am so absolutely honored that you stopped by. Each week, I'm going to be sharing my own personal journey, and I'm also going to be interviewing some incredible people that will be sharing their journeys as well, in hopes that we can educate, motivate, and inspire you to live the best possible life that you can. So grab your favorite beverage, maybe a snack or two, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Because at the end of the day, this truly is all about you. Welcome back to Being the Phoenix of Your Own Life, The Feminine Rising. This is Julie, your hostess with the mostest, well, most days. (laughs) So there's so many cool people that are in my life. And my guest today is one of these people that I met probably maybe four years ago, probably three or four four years ago. So I always let everybody introduce themselves, but I have to tell you about my version of this woman. So Danielle, I met her in a, another group, you know, how you do that on Facebook. And I have watched her practice what she's preaches I have watched her become this incredibly beautiful and radiant and talented and just phenomenal human being that when I was thinking like okay who is on my chicken list who am I scared to ask on my podcast and Danielle was actually one of the people that I was scared to ask on my podcast and I'm like screw it I'm gonna ask her because I love her and we talk all the time and I like consume her content like a crack addict consumes crack. It was just, (laughs) it's so good. But nobody can introduce themselves as good as they can. So Danielle, tell us a little bit about yourself and then I have a question for you. She makes me do it when she's got me cheering up. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. Yes, my name is Danielle. I am a manifestation and mindset coach, transformational teacher, spiritual mentor. My jam is elevating you to your highest and best so you can align with the life you're supposed to live and manifest all the things because I, through my journey, uh, I have learned that alignment is essential. Alignment is the key. Nothing else means anything if you're not aligned. Manifestation otherwise is a band-aid solution that doesn't fix anything. Um, So like I say, my jam is aligning you with who you're supposed to be, with who you came here to be, with who you agreed to be before you came here into this physical form so that you can live the life that you're meant to live. And, and one of the things I do is break down all the shit that clogs up the hose and makes it possible. Um, and I just, I love what I do. I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, Julie and I did meet in a, probably the free version of a mentor we had, uh, her group. And then we did a, a year long spiritual program together. Um, and it's been an incredible ride and I will say, that in hindsight, I think the main reason I was signed up for that program was to meet women like Julie and a couple of the other ladies who we've stayed in contact with. Like the, the program itself was really good, but I'm telling you, it's the byproduct that has really catapulted all of us. Um, the collective energy is so important. When, when, if you ever hear anybody say the collective energy is stronger than individual, believe them and yeah. follow them and listen to what they have to say, because they know that, that, even, even conversations like this, like when, when I am invited to do podcast episodes, especially when it's free form like this one, 
I love it because who knows what, what the universe is going to guide us to discuss, right? Because when it comes to fear, especially it's not even about like, get over your damn self. It's not about us. It's not about what I'm afraid of, what you're afraid of. It's about, we're here to empower literally the world. Okay. So whenever I let, whenever I'm afraid to do something or contact somebody or show up or do something, or I want to reschedule something because I'm, I'm letting doubt get in the way it's no, it's not even about you. It's about the mission. So either get moving or fucking get out of the way. So the next person can, can stand up and do what they have to do because you're in the way then you're taking up exactly. space. You're not ready to fill. Right. So move then. Exactly. So, so I have a question for you. <laughs> Ask everybody the same question. Um, so this is be the Phoenix of your own life. Everybody has been in the ashes. I don't care who you are at some point in time, you've been in the ashes. What was a pivotal moment for you that you were like, I'm done. And you were forced to reclaim that divine inner Phoenix and rise. And how has it impacted your life to today? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, probably the moment. Okay. So it's kind of funny how mine happened. I had been working at getting my coaching business going for months. Like I started November, 2018, and I did not make one dime for over a year. Um, by June, 2019, I had to concede that this was not working. We, uh, my husband had been off on medical leave, so we had no money coming in from him. His medical had been cut off. I had been a stay-at-home mom for three years. Had we had no income coming in from me. My my child benefits were long since you know over. Wasn't making any money. Chewed through all of our savings. Racked up all of our credit. Literally, and had the spiritual program we did together. I borrowed the money from my parents. So which was you know in the thousands. So there, I can't go asking for more money. So I was just like, shit, I'm going to have to get a job because I'm going to have to get over my own ego and get a job because obviously I've got some resistance to my own success. So that's obstacle. Number one is I had to get over myself and decide, okay, you know what? This is not about me either. I need to like step up. Like let's, we got to make some changes here. Obviously what I'm doing isn't working. Let's go back to work. So that whole year, I took a year contract and that whole year was a very eye-opening, liberating and empowering experience um, for many reasons that I won't bother going into, but it does lead me to what I think is my actual <laughs> rise from the ashes moment. I felt like I was in the ashes for quite a long time. Okay. And looking back at my life previous to this, like pre-baby, pre-everything, um, I was actually quite unhappy, quite depressed. I look at back at pictures of myself and go, wow, like, man, you thought you were happy, but look at you. Like, I just, I, I weighed more than I should have. I was unfit. I just, just miserable. You know what I mean? But I thought I was happy. I thought I was a positive person. I have always had a knack of kind of looking for the silver lining. So I, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. Which is yep. why <laughs> I rise of the Phoenix, which is why we have the ashes moments because you know, we are not comfort zones are not where we grow from. Right. So the universe has to push us out of our comfort zone in whatever direction we're willing to allow it to be, to, to push us to learn that. Right. And there's, there's a great image I saw the other day where 
one hand is the universe pushing you off the cliff, but the other hand is literally going to catch you, you know, but it has to push you off the cliff first. So I feel like a lot of the time I spent in this job was actually me kind of swimming through the ashes and trying to figure it out. And so I took the job knowing, okay, I'm going to spend this year. I'm going to get my shit together. I'm going to work on my money mindset. I'm going to figure out what I'm doing with my life. I'm going to get all my ducks in a row so that by the time the contract is over, I can leave this job with confidence and, and income to support my family doing what I, what I do feel called to do. And I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I fucked around and I, I even manifested a business coach. Okay. I manifested a free ride in a 12 month business coaching program. And I pissed most of it away because for all kinds of reasons, I was afraid of my own success and I was getting in my own way and glass ceilings and the whole nine yards. Right. So finally around, I don't even know, April, maybe, maybe a little bit before that, maybe a little bit after somewhere around April, 2019, I messaged this business coach and I was like, okay, (laughs) we both know I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I've, my 12 months is now four months. Uh, what do I do? Like, what do I focus on? I need to make this happen. I cannot, like I'm leaving in September. I need to be leaving this job in September. That's, this is 2020 now. Yeah. Um, I'm leaving in September. This has to happen. And so she gave me my to-do list of things and I started kind of ticking away and I was doing the masculine energy things of the, you know, the to-do list and the, and the, the things. But still, right? Like nothing really seemed like it was working. I felt kind of disorganized still, but you know, what the hell? Like I'm, I'm doing the things that I'm showing up, like what's going on, right? In, including getting up, I started getting up at like 4.30, doing a couple of hours of, of work before I went to work. So that at least I was using my good decision-making skills because we only make how many decisions? I forget what it is, 25 decisions or something a day, good ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't want to give my boss my good decisions. I want to use them on myself. So um, from a practical perspective, right? Like mine as well. And then I did, I will say, I did feel a little, a level of superiority over the other people in the office, because not only was I the glue holding the whole fucking place together, but on top of that, I felt like, you know, by the time I got to work, I've already spent two hours working on my business. This other thing that you don't even know that I've got going on. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I was leaving double life. It's kind of fun. Anyway. So the universe, uh, lines me up with this ultimately a friend of mine who is a psychic medium. She does, she, I found her doing free tarot cards or whatever online. And so every time I see her, I get her to pull me a card. She pulls me a card and my, she's like, wow, your guys are like yelling at me right now. And they say, you have everything you need. Stop messing around and do the inner work that you've been avoiding. And I'm just like, yeah, damn it. (laughs) I don't want to. I hate that message. That message. You're like, can, can, wait, are you sure that's the message? Can you just shuffle again? Just yeah. shuffle it one more time. Cause I, I don't think really that's the message they want me to have. Right. Right. And let, I'm going to give you a bit of a backstory here because one of the reasons I avoided the inner work so badly was, well, there's a couple of reasons, but one of them being I had had several, I had a birth chart reading. I had had tarot readings. I have had by this, you know, now in this part of my life, currently I've had, you know, human design readings, all the things say that I'm destined to be very wealthy, very successful mentor of, you know, millions of people da, 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 da. So I thought, well, if that's already written in the stars that I don't need to bother with all this, you know, 
peasant stuff of inner work. I can just manifest my, you know what I mean? I can just do the things and tick the boxes and make the money. And that obviously was not working because it, it got us, you know, no money, huge debt, have to go back to work. So I was at least open to hearing and I thought, okay, that's fine. <laughs> if that's what it is, I'm going to listen. And I got this like overwhelming nudge, stop avoiding it, stop going around. Because I kept thinking if I slow down to do the inner work, I'm going to lose all this quote unquote momentum. I thought I was building mm -hmm. up in my business when really there was nothing happening because you don't have your shit together. You know what I mean? Right. But we have this false perception. Um, and somebody told me that that's actually wounded masculine energy of this, like being stuck in this like cycle of doing when really it's not, you're really just spinning your wheels. You're wasting your energy. Right. And I will say, I will share um, at the beginning of 2020, right before I had this, this card pull, um, my husband actually gave me an ultimatum. Uh, I had been spending so much time, so much energy, so much money um, on this business that was not giving me any return at all. And in fact, it was getting to the point where I was spending so much time on my business that I was, when I was spending time with my family, I felt resentful of them, of yeah. my little son. He's like three and a half, four years old. I'm resentful that I got to spend time with you because I should be working in my business. Like I was like disgusted with myself, right? Like, oh right. my God, how can this be happening right now? I have been literally been manifesting my, current exact husband since I was five. I wrote Mrs. Danielle Gray all over my diary when I was 13. Like I have everything I wanted, including a beautiful son. And I'm sitting here being resentful. Like how disgusting, right? And anyway, so when, when I got this card that said, do the inner work, I thought, okay, you know what? Obviously what I'm doing isn't working. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's, let's play your game guides. I'll do the thing. Right. So I contacted my friend who does uh, shadow work. And she had just launched a new program. She totally offered to help me uh, for nothing, basically. Um, and when I realized that what I was really afraid of was getting to know myself, mm -hmm. I, was, I really came to terms with the fact that I was afraid of what I was gonna dig up. I thought, what if I don't like what I find? Yeah. Right. And I'm a Leo through like through and through. I think all of my sun, moon, rising, the whole thing, it's like Leo. Okay. So I'm like fire energy. You can tell that I talk very fast. I'm very excitable. You know, like it's go time. Right. And so when I realized that I was actually afraid of myself, I thought, oh shit, like, that's not good. Right. Like I can't be afraid of myself. Cause I thought, well, you know, yeah. I definitely could uncover some things that I don't want to see, but at the same point, if I don't know what's even there, how can I make any changes? How can I better myself? And I, and I relate this to, you know, if you're trying to really get stringent on fixing a budget and you really want to save some money and you've got like a goal you have, and you want to, you know, figure out how to manage your money better. You cannot do that if you're not willing to look at what's already going on. Yeah. Right. You have to really evaluate what's already happening to be able to make any kind of headway. Otherwise, you're just throwing sand at the wall and it's not going to stick. You know, what I mean, it's a waste of time. So I thought, OK, let's at least see what's going on. And I learned very quickly as I ro rose from the ashes and realized that it's really not that big of a deal to discover who you are, that it's actually very empowering because yeah. and not only empowering because now you have all the pieces of the puzzle, but also to know that a lot of the things that I was afraid to dig up because I don't know if I'm going to like it or not is not even my shit. It's generational shit. It's generational curses. It's programming. It's like, I had an epiphany the other day. My mom is a narcissist. Okay. I had, I had an epiphany the other day. So obviously that's not going to be good for my development. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, 
my parents were terrible communicators. My mom left when she was mad and my dad yelled. So I also don't know how to communicate my feelings. Right. And not that I'm trying to place blame. I'm just having a realization like, oh shit, I'm over here feeling guilty that I can't communicate my feelings when, wait a minute, I, it's never even been modeled to me. I don't even know what that looks like. I don't know what it feels yeah. like. I don't know anything. Right. So it's very empowering when you, when you start doing the inner work that everybody tries so hard to avoid, right? Like years I avoided, I discovered the secret in 2017 and it took me until 2020 to even be open to doing the inner work. Yeah. Because I think that's a big point is that, you know, the, the secret came out and man, I was all over it. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's phenomenal because it introduces people to this world the challenge is it's almost like you feel like it's telling you, okay, we'll just stick a, you know, your favorite crystal up your ass, drown yourself in essential oils, meditate for four hours a day, and you're going to get a $50,000 check in the mail. Yeah. And what people don't realize is that you can do all that. If that works, I don't suggest the crystal up the ass, but I mean, <laughs> hey, if that's, if that works for you, well, you know, you just, this is a no judgment boo. zone, <laughs> no judgment zone. You do you boo. I think that that is one of the biggest breakthroughs that, that I also had was I had so much resistance to doing the work because I had immersed myself with, you know, with Abraham Hicks and with all of these people that said, you, it's the law of attraction. You just want it and you put it out there and it comes to you and they fail to tell you that there is generational DNA. There are things that are in your life that are in your unconscious that until I started doing NLP and started doing my own healing and realizing, well, there's a reason why you're not succeeding. And that usually that biggest reason you can look in the mirror, but it goes so much deeper than that. And I think that that's the biggest disservice that our genre if you want to call it that that our genre does and yeah. especially like with you being a manifestation coach that's one of the reasons why I consume your content so much is because you tell people listen yes you can be do or have anything you want but you gotta fucking show up yeah you gotta yeah. look in the mirror you gotta look at the and clean if you want to sell your house you are going to clean out every single corner you're going to clean out every single cobweb. And so you have to clean out your brain the same way that you would clean out your house if you were going to sell it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I say, you know, I do agree with you hundred percent. The secret is a great gateway drug. Yeah. It is a great gateway drug, but there's so much it leaves out. First of all, there's 10 or 11, 11 other, other laws. Yes. Other laws, other than the law of attraction that all work in conjunction with this one law. Okay. So there's that right off the bat. And like you say, you, if you're only focusing on the law of attraction and you're only focusing on drawing things to you, that's all fine and good. And it definitely works. Okay. I've met, you can manifest money in windfalls. You can manifest this computer that I'm on right now. I manifested in essentially a windfall before I knew about inner work and all this stuff. Right. But if you don't do the inner work that clears out all the shit that allows you to feel worthy and enough of having the things that you're asking for, well, guess what? You're going to piss it away. Think about this is like the most typical, but mo best example I can give is the lottery winners. Okay. People end up for however they do it manifest, whether they realize it or not manifest winning the lottery. But if you are not already a wealthy person on the inside, 
if you don't, if you don't see yourself as being worthy of being a wealthy person, you will piss it away. And that's why this, I don't know what the numbers are, but the statistics say a good percentage of the people who win the lottery with three years in are either in this back to the same position they were in because that's where they can, they feel comfortable or they're actually in a worse position because now on top of everything else, they feel shitty about having wasted all the money and they, you know, overextended themselves and whatever else. So we had, I, it's so funny. I have you, I have to tell you, this is like, so when I lived in Oregon, I worked for this company and we had, um, we had, we did mortgages and stuff like that. And one of our clients was a worm farmer. He farmed worms for fishing and all that. He won the lottery. And within two years, he was back asking for us and begging for us to not foreclose on his house and his farm because he had won something like $14 million in this lottery. And within two years was foreclosed on his house. He had no business because, and he just sat there. I don't understand why this happened to me. I don't know. All these people took advantage of me and this happened and this happened and this happened. And at that point in time, I'd never done this work. I had no idea. This, the secret wasn't even out back then. And I look back on him and I remember him coming into the office and thinking to myself, how does somebody blow $14 million? And then I look at my own life and when I've gotten like little windfalls and I'm like, wait a minute, it's been six months. Shit, I'm broke again. How'd this happen? So it's such an for the people that are listening, think about your life mm-hmm. and the times when you've gotten money, if you don't feel worthy of it, and like Danielle said, if you don't feel wealthy in gratitude for who you are and what you have in this moment, you'll never, there's never going to be enough money in the world for you to feel grateful. No. And I've got two further points to make to that. One being, I, I heard, I don't know if it was Bob Proctor or somebody had said something and it just stuck with me. And he said, if you win a million dollars, you better become a millionaire real quick. Yeah. Right. You better identify as a millionaire real quick because otherwise you're going to be back right where you were. And a million bucks, by the way, is not a lot of money. Not that much. Anyway, but I will also say that I have been out of alignment. I've been in alignment. I have had money and I've had no money. And I will tell you The money is not what you want. The money is not what you want. The money is the vehicle for the things that you want. So when I'll give you guys one really great manifesting tip that I hope you write down and never forget. Do not focus on the dollars you need. Focus on the outcome you want. Yeah. Okay. Great example. Um, My husband and I just decided on a whim kind of to put in an ensuite bathroom in our uh, basement suite here. Like no existing nothing. I'm talking jack hiring up the floor, walls, studs, the whole thing. Okay. And at the outset, if I had been wrapped up about how much that was going to cost, traditionally, how much that was going to cost, I would have worked myself into a tizzy. It never would have gotten off the ground. I would have been freaked out. Instead, I was like, okay, the universe will provide for us. We will make it happen. It'll unfold. We had no um, agenda. It could unfold as slowly or as quickly as it wanted to. We have another functioning bathroom. It was not a big deal. This was going to like an extra added luxury that was just kind of a nice to have, right? Sure enough, everything unfolded better than I could have imagined. And this is why I say don't focus on the dollars you need. Um, I have heard people say, well, figure, like, calculate how much money you need, how much does it cost, da, 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 da. But for things like, well, maybe for paying bills, because you already have the amount already given to you. But when you're trying to manifest something you don't necessarily know, like a car or a house or a renovation, 
uh, anything can happen. We ended up putting this bathroom in for, I don't even know, a fraction of what it cost. Case in point, um, the tub we got, we were looking at tubs, they were supposed to be about a thousand bucks, got it for 650. Toilet we got should have been 500, paid 270. Sink we got, we ended up getting the floor model at this store. We weren't even gonna go in because we, we pulled, popped the address in, go out there, get there, and it's just like, oh, this is a fancy store. This is a little above our budget. I don't know if I want to even go in here. You know what I mean? And we thought, no, nah, whatever, let's just go and see what options. I don't even know what all the options are. I'm open to the options, right? We go in, find this sink. And I think it's important to note that we, this particular bathroom that we made, the alcove we had kind of cut out for the sink was very like, you only have margin space here. Like you've got to really make it work, right? And we found this rectangle pedestal sink, beautiful freaking sink, okay? And this faucet came with it. The faucet alone, 500 bucks. They want just for the faucet. I'm like, I would never pay $500 for a faucet, but okay, fine. Right? 500 bucks for the faucet. The sink is another 1500. So the sink should have cost us over $2,000 plus taxes, walked away with it, 400 bucks taxes in. 400 bucks. 400 bucks for a Kohler, like I'm talking high end, dude, this is not like some piece of shit sink. This is like a one, this is a two piece porcelain pedestal Kohler sink for 400 bucks. So if we had looked at the store on the outside and going, oh, we can't afford anything in there. I'm not even going to go. Yeah. Like you don't even know. So that's why I'm saying, don't get attached to how much things should cost. You attach to yourself to the outcome. So for me, it was having a beautiful ensuite with white fixtures that makes me feel good, right? It's about driving the car that makes me feel good. It's about, you know, the organic foods that I know are good going into my body. Not how much, it, how much more it costs than the regular blueberries, the organic blueberries. It's how much better do you feel when you right. know that you've supported an organic farmer, you're ingesting organic, your body responds. Like what's the outcome that you're going for? Not how much does it cost? What's the outcome? Okay. Yeah. Um, because for me too, when I was leaving my job, I, again, I wanted, I was working towards huge numbers because all these coaches say, if you're not making $10,000 a month, you're nothing. And it's like, oh, okay, well, great. Now I got to Now I got to somehow go from making no money to making five figures a month, brand new out of the gate, or nobody's going to take me seriously. Like how much pressure is that? You know, like, how can you, how huge. And it's, been, and I've been doing this for less than a year because, you know, I call it the trifecta of unfortunate events in 2020. Like I broke my wrist. I got fired from my job and I got, my home got destroyed in a hurricane. So when I tell you that the universe, if you're not listening, the universe is always calling. It's mm -hmm. calling you. It's like, Hey, Julie, I got this thing for you. And you just put it. And I kept putting it in the spiritual voicemail. I'm like, nah, go, I'll answer it later. Oh, I'll answer it later. Finally, the universe is like, listen, I am done calling you. I have been emailing you. I it's it, the universe is worse than any debt collector that you could yes. ever go up against. <laughs> they, it doesn't stop. It's like incessant. It's like those people like I want to talk to you. They fill up and pop out of the the woodwork. The universe is the same way. And for sometimes you have to for those people that are listening going I lost everything. I'm going to challenge you. And if I trigger you, then this is perfect. I want to trigger you. If you lost everything and you're like, oh my God, I lost everything. Did you really lose everything or was everything that you didn't need and wasn't serving you taken off of your plate so that you could get down into the humility and get into the nitty gritty and go, okay, I'm ready to listen. I surrender. Yeah. 
Because if we can set the ego aside mm. and surrender and say, okay, I've been asking for this. Like people say, well, Danielle, that's great. You're saying, don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about the numbers, but I need $5,000 a month to pay my bills. Great. What do you feel like Yes. when those bills are paid? When you write, and I learned this from, that, from our same mentor, I write across my bills, paid in full, thank you for the money. And if I can't pay it in full, I write paid X amount of dollars. I'm so excited to see where the money's coming from. Thank you. I literally write that on my bills and nine times out of 10, the money shows up. And it's because it's how is it going to feel Yes. when you do X? If it's that new car, how is it going to smell? How is it, how's your ass going to feel when it sits in that leather or whatever it is, yeah. how is your body going to just snuggle on down into that seat? It's those are the things that are so much part of this. And one of your big accomplishments, and I'm so, so proud of you. I want you to tell people how you got to be on the cover. And I can't, the name just blew out of my brain of the magazine. You were on the cover. <laughs> Business Insider, I think you're talking Business about. Insider. So Danielle was on the cover of Business Insider. How did that come about? So that is so funny. And it's just alignment down to the T, man. I, so it's actually not, I don't think it's as magical a story as you're maybe hoping for. But so I started my business in November 2018 fucked around for way too long, right? Finally got it going. I finally had my first paying client in, well, I had many paying clients, but I had my first like actual, like mastermind high level paying client in uh, June of 2020. And I'd been building momentum for a while, right? Making a difference, really got clear on my impact that I want to make, where I want to take people at the time. Now it's evolved a little bit since then as it does, right? Right. Um, but and I had been listening to um, Amanda Francis quite a bit. And I, something she said about a, a PR firm and how, and how um, once she finally got a PR person, it skyrocketed her success. And I thought, well, shit, if I can just, this is, this is why it's important to listen to people who are where you want to go and not people who are either where you are or not willing to do the things. You want to listen to people who have already done it, already been there, can give you the shortcuts. That's the whole purpose of working with a mentor is like, I can give you the steps and you can go the slow way, or you can come with me and I can give you the shortcut, right? Like, let's do this together. So I thought, okay, well, that's good. I, and I remember I kind of said to my, was I talking to my mom or what did I, yeah, I guess I was talking to my mom about how um, I wanted to start doing research into having a PR team. Like, what does that look like? How much does it cost? Cancel clear delete. What's the investment? Guys, always, it's an investment in yourself and not your, a cost. your business, not a cost, not an expense. It's an investment, everything down to your nail polish, your coffee, the nice toilet paper. Okay. It's an investment in your enjoyment in life. So um, just kind of setting the, the loose intention to kind of start looking into it. I think I may have even posted in a group about it, but I don't really remember anyway. And then all of a sudden a friend that I met on a Canada day cruise in like 2009, who had been, who had been, uh, in school and then started a t-shirt business and then started this global degree program where he was traveling the whole world. He's trying to be the youngest person to hit all the continents or whatever, all the countries, all of a sudden announced that he's started a PR firm called mindful media. 
And I was like, no shit. So I sent him a message and it's funny. One thing I want to mention here is about the universe kind of nudging us to do things we don't really make think make sense at the time. Um, because previous years, 2009, I met him on this cruise. And then um, when my husband and I started dating later in 2009, uh, actually about eight weeks later, um, I kind of made the decision once I kind of knew that we were going to be a, a thing, uh, I was kind of ready to release a lot of the old friendships that were kind of my partying girls, right? I'm not partying people. I'm not really doing that thing anymore. I don't really, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, that yeah. part of my life is over. Um, but for some reason he inspired me. So I kept him on my list. I just, I don't know the, the, he went off to Copenhagen for school. And then, like I say, started this t-shirt business and these t-shirts, um, lit they were like led lights that lit up to the music at the concert or whatever like he was making like um he was like a swag providing company so that this is really cool that he went and and did that and then he bought this nice car and then like i said he was traveling and then he came home and he all these so anyway i was just like man like i want to surround myself with people like this and i just we had this weird like connection right so i thought i'm going to keep on my list one of the only ones that i have stayed associating with and then so he pops up and says he's announced this PR company and I thought oh well isn't that just the stars aligning for me so I send him a message and I say hey um congratulations like that's so exciting the timing is so funny not only the name of your company right right but that as like hello neon lights right but um I'm actually kind of gearing up to look into I, I literally was just kind of like planting the seed so we could like discuss and he could kind of say like it's X many dollars a month, or this is the packages, or this is how it works. Or like, I was just kind of looking to have a conversation and he said, Hey, yeah, let's hop on a zoom and uh, we'll talk about it. And okay. I haven't seen him in a while. Nice to catch up, whatever. So we, I, this is when I'm still working. Right. So I, I drive to a parking lot and I park and I plug my little headphones in and I'm waiting for our meeting. Right. Um, and he takes some information, asks me some questions, kind of get an idea of what my mission is. And then he said, it calls me back and he's like, you know what? Um, we have this piece coming out that I think you'd be really good fit for. Can you submit a, um, he didn't say it like application, but it was like, can you kind of like give us a, a we'll see if you're selected kind of situation. Right. So I, I, I worked so hard on creating my little bio. I, I went to a bunch of people that I, um, look up to, I guess, right. Tony Robbins, Amanda Francis, different people got an idea of what their bios look like. Like, what do I even put in this thing? Right. Like, I don't even know what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to like, I don't know. I'm not ready. Right. I have no infrastructure for this kind of thing. I don't have a media kit or anything. Um, so I put it all together and I sent it off and then sure enough, he, he calls me and he's like, yeah, we want to get you in this, uh, 20 mindful thought leaders guiding us into a better 2021. And I'm just like, what is happening? And at this point, this is August of 2020. I've only been like fully immersed and, and really owning what I do for like two months. And now I'm going to be on in business insider, like what? And then, so that was like amazing. And then when the, it was so funny because when the actual article came out, it, there was a bit of a delay in getting it out. I think they were having a hard time filling it with people who were like, quote unquote, worthy of being on this list. Right. And just, I should say, the people on this list included like Deepak Chopra and Marissa Peer, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Like it was a very humbling experience to be on this right. list, right? Like, holy smokes, like what? And then of course you get imposter syndrome come in and who are you to be with Marissa Peer and Deepak yeah. Chopra? Like you really think you're this kind of like, who do you think you are and all this? And it was just like, okay, gotta deal with this too, right? Um, 
the article finally came out after I had left my job. My, we were actually, we had been traveling for a month in our motor home. I got this email like super late one night and I looked at it and I opened it. I looked at my husband and I was like, it's published. And I just kind of froze. And he's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Where do I post this? What do, who, what, who, what do I, I don't know. Like, this is huge. Right. And then, uh, maybe a month, six weeks later calls me again. He says, Hey, I've got this other article. I want to put you in. What do you think? And I was like, well, what is it? And he says, it's the 10 female industry leaders disrupting their, no, 10 female entrepreneurs disrupting their industries in 2021 or something. And I was just like, what is going on here? Like, what is going on? But this is a perfect example of when you finally own who you are and what you're here to do and get out of your spiritual closet, especially a lot of us, I know we're like, people are going to think I'm weird, you know, especially for me. Okay. I'm going to just give you guys a little bit of a backstory real quick here. Uh, I grew up not believing in God. I thought humans were the highest form of uh, existence. I thought anybody who believed in God was cuckoo. I did not like, there was no convincing me. Okay. And then, so now here I am the biggest hypocrite on the planet talking about how the universe can guide you and all this. And people are like, what the hell are you talking about? On top of it, I know Julie's heard me say this before my husband, not on board. Okay. He was like, you sound crazy. Uh, we were out in public and he would say, if you talk loud enough, people can hear you. Somebody's going to come and take our son. Like you need to watch it. And even now, like when we're, we were hiking a few months ago, we were hiking and I said something about, I don't know, something, something metaphysical. Right. And he like looks behind us to see, I was like, are you seeing if there's anybody behind me? <laughs> he's like, no, only like, only because of this. And I was like, no, you're totally checking to see if somebody can hear me. I, I, I'll yell out. I don't even care. I'll just talk louder. It was so funny, but that is a typical response though. People are like, you sound nuts. And then for a lot of us, I know it happened to me. I was like, am I losing it? Like, did I drink some kind of Kool-Aid? I'm not aware of like, am I losing it? Am I, how can I be the only one in all the people that I know, like, you know, in my physical existence that thinks this way, like I, that's weird. You know what I mean? Like I fit in, so I must be. And then you start to question your own, seriously, your own sanity. You do, because I, it's so funny. I am so far into that realm and it's only probably in the last four or five months that I really, and I think it's a little, maybe a little bit longer than that. March is when I started this podcast and I thought, okay, if I'm going to do this podcast and I'm going to show up and I'm going to say, there's no holds barred, you know, there's no filters. We're going to have real raw, open and vulnerable conversations and I'm going to tell my story all of a sudden, then you're faced with the shit. I got to tell my story. And then you're, well, Julie, how'd you do it? And then you bring up the universe and you bring up like, you know, your subconscious and all of these things and, and, you know, working with your quote unquote shadow self and, and realizing that actually the, the part that people call the shadow is actually where all your gifts are. Yes. They're just in the dark. And if you would just turn on the damn light switch, you would be able to see the gifts that you have. And then the other day I said something, um, I was talking to my best friend on the phone and, and she listens to the podcast. Here you go, Tara, here's another one for you. So we're talking on the phone and she goes, you know, Julie, I don't really understand what you mean by like the, I had somebody on here that was talking about that you chose this life. You chose the people that were gonna be in this life because there's a lesson that your soul needs to learn. 
she's like, I don't really get that. And, and I don't, I I'm more than open to understanding it. She goes, but I don't understand it. And in that moment, I thought, okay, I'm really starting to live in my truth because I do talk about that, that you did choose this life, no matter how horrible it was before you got here. If you've never seen the movie soul with the little, the little, so I love that movie. Oh, you chose, so you chose because there's lessons that you need to learn that your soul is crying out for you to learn. And what happens is when we come flying out of the birth canal, that memory switch is flipped off and it's, up to us to follow the nudges and follow the winks. And if you're stuck in that nine to five grind and you're just like, shit, that's, I hate it. There's a way out if you would just listen. But I think the biggest thing is that fear of judgment of others. Absolutely. 100%. And one recommendation that I would love to make to, to your listeners, I'm just like preaching this book. I think I should get a commission or something. This, the big leap by Gay Hendricks, you guys, is honestly, I'm, I'm reading it the second time in one month. It is absolutely incredible. And he talks about how kind of what Julie's saying is so many of us are stuck in the nine to five grind, living in our zone of excellence or, or our zone of competence, right? People are, we're, we're comfortable here. We, we are um, predictable here. We, our income is predictable. We are predictable. We're in our little comfort zone, right? But that's not where the alignment is. That's not where the fulfillment is. The fulfillment and the alignment is what he calls the zone of genius, which I think is just another word for self, right? And he's like, you need to clear all the shit away. He calls it upper limit behaviors and upper limit problems. Um, glass ceilings, basically that are keeping you stuck in your zone of excellent zone of genius, zone of competence, sorry. When you're being called and like, like the universe is like aching for you to answer the call. And I will tell you from personal experience, when I was talking earlier about how I look back at these old photos of myself and go, man, like you are not in a good place, but I thought I was in a good place. Right. Yeah. Ultimately through my own, and I'm not a doctor or anything, please don't like tell me, you know, sell somebody, I gave you some kind of malpractice information, but what I'm going to say is that when you are in that depression and that anxiety state where you have to, you feel like you have to resort to pills and all this stuff, all that is, is you are just completely out of alignment with who you're supposed to be. And I can tell you, I know that with certainty because now that I know, for those of you who are not familiar with your human design, I highly recommend that you at least figure out what your human design is and just like a basic understanding at least. Yeah. Um, one of my, I'm a manifester, which didn't surprise me at all when I read the word initially, but then when I broke it down, I was like, okay, well that actually makes more sense. But one of the things that it says, like screaming bold letters is you cannot work for somebody else. You cannot be an employee. It is not part of who. So it makes sense. No wonder I was so miserable. I'm trying to sit here convincing myself. I've actually said to people, I'm not interested in working for myself. Why would I want all that stress? And it's like, it's like my, my ego is trying to talk my higher self out of what I already know to be true. I also say it's funny that I say that now because I'm having an epiphany as I say it, that you guys are getting real time good stuff here. Because I had also said in my in my younger years, I wouldn't wanna be famous. I wouldn't want people to know who I am. You wouldn't have any privacy, da 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 da, da blah, 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 whatever. But then in my adult life, in my, not even my adult life, but my spiritual journey adult life, I have heard multiple times, you're going to be well-known. You're going to be like one person has actually said, like I'm talking full on like paparazzi celebrity status, right? So it's just like, oh, okay. 
so I've got some conflicting shit going on. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't over here say I don't want to be famous and over here say I want to live my purpose when my living my purpose means people are going to know who the fuck I am and I'm not gonna be able to go to the airport without being recognized. Like I need to get my ducks in a row here. Do you know what I mean? So it's a very eye-opening experience to to learn things about yourself, your shadow self, your, your human design, your astrology, like all the things, like these people think that it's hooey. I'm telling you, it is all absolutely accurate. If uh, from a reputable person, obviously a reputable source, um, teledipity, another great resource that really is like spot on that's numerology, oh, astrology based, but again, like it is like, how, how can you be, how can this computer generate this information? How can you know me so well? Like, how is this possible? because it's not by chance. This is all very carefully orchestrated. The universe is like, um, Dolores Cannon explains it as the universe is one big tapestry and we are each our own thread of this tapestry. And at some point, multiple times, we overlap with other people, right? We overlap with other people, other experiences. It's all part of this whole thing, right? And taking it even bigger. We are each just individualizations of the same energy, but but to have, you know, I look at it like this, the universe wants to have this is kind of, I, I picture it like this. I don't know if this makes sense, but the universe is like one like entity, right? And, but it wants to have every single possible experience there is, every single possible, good, bad, ugly, beautiful, which all is down to perspective anyway, anyway, but all the things. So each of us is, is playing our part in kind of picking up our own little pieces. Like maybe each person brings up, you know, 50 pieces of the puzzle back up to the universe, right? To make it a whole big picture by the end of it, right? So that's why we feel like individuals because we are we're fulfilling a very specific role with learning yep. different experiences from from the one perspective with this kind of outcome and this kind of household and the, like I'm probably getting way <laughs> I'm going down rabbit holes we didn't intend to go down but what was my point even that I was trying to make this is why I love you <laughs> it's it's part of it, like my human design I'm a manifesting generator okay so I will start tons of projects and then I know that there's other people that are going to finish them. I just come up with the idea and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And it reminds me because all my life growing up, you always start stuff and you just never finish it. You, are you ever going to finish something? And I used to beat the shit out of myself because I was, I felt guilty because I never finished anything because that sparkly object syndrome people would tease me about it they're like oh don't throw a sparkly thing off there goes julie ah ha ha <laughs> syndrome. and i'm like that's part of my human design and we have this thing and in in like danielle said if you are feeling stuck and upset and all that it's because your your soul is begging you to please just get quiet just just take a pause and I said it earlier, um, I recorded a, another podcast episode this, this morning and I was talking to somebody and I said, you know, with everything that's going on in the world right now, to me, I look at it as I don't, I don't give a shit what side of the fence you're on. But if you think of the world right now as this bird, the right wing is attacking the left and it's like trying to kill the left. The left wing is trying to kill the right wing. What they don't understand is you have to have a left and a right wing to fly. And if we do not learn that in duality, that you can be angry and you can be peaceful in the same moment, you can be grief stricken and you can be grateful in the same moment, 
if you expand your heart and understand that that person who's standing over there, what you're seeing is that unheard two-year-old, that yeah. unhealed trauma, that they're, that's their shadow crying out saying, please listen to me, I'm scared. And until we discover that we are both wings of the same bird and we're not gonna start flying if we don't repair both of our wings. Absolutely. And I think that that's huge because what you talk about with getting in touch with who you are and discovering who you are and, and the manifestation. And if you don't know what the other 11 laws are, Google is a great place to start. Yeah. <laughs> My phone is like, oh, you would like, you would like me to search for something. No, yeah. it's fine. So, Oh my God. Is it really seriously almost four o'clock already? I know. I, I know. I, this is why I love spending time with you. Cause it's just man, time just flies. This is how, this is how, you know, you're in your zone of genius when there, when time doesn't seem to exist. Cause time doesn't exist anyway, guys, just right. that's another rabbit hole for another day it's, though. It's a constant. Yeah. You do the, the part you can't be, the part is in the hole is in the hole is in the part. Like you it's, it's quantum physics. And I would highly suggest yeah. that you dive down that rabbit hole because it is so enlightening. Yeah. Start listening to Dr. Joe and you will just, your poor little brain will just explode. And yeah, <laughs> I'm, it's one of my favorites. And I, I just wrote down the big leap. So I'm going to, I'm going to go and oh, you'll read, love it. I'm going to grab that book. So good. So I know that you have stuff that you need to do. So people, I tell you this all of the time. So whoever's listening, I want you to go to the show notes because you need to find friend and follow Danielle and she's going to, all of her links are going to be in there, but Danielle, if somebody wants to like find you now and they're sitting at a stoplight, <clears throat> not driving. but if they're sitting at a stoplight and want to find you on Facebook or where should they go to find you? Well, that is a great question. Everybody's welcome. This is a very inclusive community. I, I really lead everybody back to my Facebook group. It's called, well, today it's called Money, Mindset, and Manifestation, Create and Align to Your Dream Life. But I, I'm thinking about changing it soon. But anyway, if you search for uh, Mindset to Manifest, you should find me. Um, the You Can Manifest podcast. I'm on YouTube. But again, it all, it all comes back to the group. You search for you search for mindset to manifest or money mindset manifestation and I will come up. You will find me there, and I would love to have you. We're actually doing a uh, a free five day workshop at the end of October from the I want to say seventeenth to twenty second. I could have those dates wrong, but something like that. Um, and everybody's welcome. I would love to have you. Uh, by the way, get me signed up on that one. I love. I, get me signed up on that one. Um, so I always ask. I I always ask a final question. And I love it because no matter, I've interviewed probably close to 30 people now and nobody's ever given me the, the same answer. And I know I'm not going to get the same answer this time. Oh, I'm so excited. So for the person who's listening to this and going, okay, first of all, y'all are full of woo-woo shit. So there's that. But my life sucks. My life sucks. I hate my job nothing's going right. My husband is going to leave. My children don't listen to me and my life. I just hate my life right now. And everything you're talking about sounds really, really good, but I don't, I don't think that that can happen to me or for me. What would you say to the person who is so far buried under the ashes that they can't even see a flicker of hope right now? Oh, I almost, I almost cried just now because that's just like, ah, oh, we've all been there. You know, like, yeah. I, we know a year ago. Like, okay. Maybe a month ago we've been there. Yeah. yeah. So, oh man, what a good, I've got chills. What a good question. First of all, 
I'm gonna say two things. One, because I can't just leave it at one, you know me. Two things. The first being literally, literally anything that you can even start to imagine is not only possible for you, but it's begging you to pursue. Okay. The universe does not give us, there's no, there's no dangling carrot. Okay. If you can imagine it, it is for you. Okay. So that's something I need you to understand. I'm not making bullshit up. I'm telling you right now, whatever is meant for you will be yours. And whatever you can imagine is meant for you. Okay. But the second thing I want to say is I want to give you, I want to give you an action step here. Requires some introspection. I hope you're, I hope you're open to it, but what you need to do first is identify where you are currently. Okay. I want you to look around at your current reality. I'm talking relationships. I'm talking self-worth. I'm talking appearance. I'm talking money. I'm talking career. I'm talking behavior in your kids, behavior in your parents, the boundaries that you have or have not set chances are have not, right? That's why we, part of the reason why we feel that way. What must you believe to be true about life, relationships, money, careers, da, 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 whatever, for your life to look the way that it does? Because you cannot attract what you are not, at least unconsciously, a vibrational match for. We are a vibrational match for the things we believe we can and cannot have. So, for example, if I don't have any money, one of my beliefs must be either money is not safe with me, I can't be trusted with money, I'm not good with money, money is hard to earn, et cetera, and so on. Okay, so it could be one of those, it could be all of them. So, first, take an inventory of what's going on. And really just objectively, this is not meant to like tear you down or make you feel like shit about anything. This is literally, you have to take inventory of where you are so that you can build that budget. You can build that financial freedom. You can build that relationship, whatever. You need to get an idea of where you are. What's the starting point. If you don't have a starting point, you might not as well have a finish line because you're not, how are you going to know when you get there? If you don't even know where you're, you know what I mean? And how more importantly, do you know when you've made any progress? If you don't know where you're starting from, how do you know if you've made progress? And I'm telling you, my I've got a five-step process for manifesting. And the fifth step is recognizing and appreciating when shit's starting to work in your favor. Okay. That's a huge part of it is recognizing and appreciating when it's starting to turn. Because I'm telling you, you're getting winks and nudges almost instantaneously, but are you paying attention and are you listening? Okay. So if you are down deep in the ashes and you're thinking, like Julie was saying, man, that sounds great, but I just do not see that working for me. Take an inventory objectively of what's going on around you, what you must believe, not, not necessarily what I do believe, but if my life looks like this, I must believe X, Y, Z, right? And then you go through this list and you go, is this ultimately true? Beliefs are not truths. Beliefs are just thoughts you've thought over and over again until they've solidified as a belief and you've, and you've experienced proof of it somehow, some bullshit story somebody told you, so-and-so's cousin has the same experience, so you're doomed forever, like some bullshit like that right so you look at the list and you go is that ultimately true no obviously i'm i promise you 99 of the shit you're going to write down and i'm telling you first of all it's very liberating to write down and get it on paper all the things that you didn't realize you had going on in your head i'm telling you that right now is it ultimately true no what would i rather believe what would i rather believe because i'm telling you right now this sounds like too good to be true but anything you would rather believe can be your truth. I did a whole, I did a whole uh, episode on my own podcast about paradigms and how you're currently living in one paradigm, but you can switch that at any time. You can switch yeah. to another paradigm. And a paradigm is literally just what I choose to believe, see, and feel 
in my life? What am I allowing in? And what am I blocking out? What boundaries have I set? What is important to me? Yeah, I love it. And it's, I used to tell people when I, when I would teach in hair and do hair color, you have to know, first of all, if I tell you, okay, Danielle, leave Canada and come to Pensacola, Florida. And that's all I tell you. The first thing that you have to do is you have to put in your starting destination into the GPS. And then you have to say, okay, this is where I am. This is where I want to go. And then allow the universe to give you the most beautiful path. And you don't have to figure the shit out. It's already done for you. Just follow that. If like all of a sudden you're like, ah, that road looks interesting. Go. You never know what's going to be down that road. So I love that analogy. It's perfect. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? The starting point only has to be, I don't know what the hell I want, but I I know that it needs to be better than this. Like whatever I'm living right now, I'm not happy, which means I'm not at my final destination because I'm telling you right now, like I kind of started to say earlier, alignment versus, you know, money versus manifesting versus whatever alignment wins every single time. I'm telling you when you are in alignment, it doesn't matter what the hell's going on because you have the ability to always question is this true? How did this happen? How did I project this? How did I attract this? What can I do differently? How can I better myself? And what, why am I here? Like, what's my purpose? When you have answers to all of those things, as they unfold, as you align to your truth, the happier you become, whether or not you have money, whether or not you have a relationship, whether or not anything else, and then you become a magnet for all the things. You don't have to worry about anything. All you have to worry about is being willing to see things differently. Yep. And being open to receive all the good the universe has for you. That's it. I love it. it. I love it. Ah, ah, I love this woman. (laughs) I love you. In the show notes, you guys are, is going to be Danielle's information. There will be a link directly to her group. And uh, so you can go and join it. There is so much free content in there. If you're worried about, oh my God, she's going to, There's so much free content in there that will help you get started. Just get in the energy of the people that are where you want to be. So with that, I say this every time you are enough, you were born enough. You're enough as you sit. You're not too tall. You're not too short. You're not too fat. You're not too skinny. You're not too light. You're not too dark. You are perfect as you are. If you could only see the divine light that shines back from your eyes, you would never doubt your greatness again. So with that, my friends, I appreciate you. I honor your time. Danielle, I honor you. And until next week, rise, have fun, and celebrate every single little win. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I appreciate you and remember you are loved, you are treasured, you are adored, you are worthy, and you are so more than enough. I hope that you were inspired and if you were, please feel free to download, share, and leave a comment. I would be eternally grateful. Thank you so much and have an absolutely magical day.